Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review. We get into the vinyl stuff, stuff we picked up, stuff we've been listening to. That leads into the songs of the week. And then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Five stars only, please. Go do that. That would be very helpful. Join us on Discord. We have that. Um, We talk. We hang out. Make fun of each other. Go join that. All the social media is at Asinine Radio. So follow us and tell all your friends. So that's all I got for the boring intro. Mm-hmm. So let's jump right into the Fearless Beer Review. So what do you got today, Jeff? Go. I got a Sloan favorite here. It's a uh, it's a Rolling Rock. Oh my God, are you serious? I am. This is a Rolling Rock, baby. Wow. What? So, yeah, so people listening right now, friend of the pod, Sloan, he's an interesting person, very unique person. He texts me, he was probably really drunk, texts me um, a couple nights ago saying a really, really bad blurry picture of a can of Rolling Rock. said, oh my God, this is so good. This is the first time I've ever had it. And anybody who lives in here in the States knows that Rolling Rock is not a very good beer and it's a very cheap beer, um, but he loves it. And then on, uh, on, 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 he's never had it before. Beer, yeah, which is weird. He's never had it. And on tap, he gave it a three out of five, even yeah. though it was uh, absolutely amazing. He said it was amazing. He said it was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the blurry off-center picture of it with him saying that it's so good and he's never had it before. It's just the combination of it all. It's just, it's remarkable that this man is, you know, that he, I don't know. He's just Sloan. Yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. No, it's this. Yeah, I got, I got Rolling Rock here. Um, it's it's a I think now it's a it's owned by Anheuser Busch, but um, for a long time it was Latrobe Brewing Company from Pennsylvania. I don't know, it's kind of cool. Right. There's a there's a 33 on 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 cans and bottles, and I guess people have have speculated as to what it is, but uh, it could be 33 letters in Rolling Rock. It could it could be 1933, the founding year of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 33 degrees mm-hmm. Fahrenheit, proper temperature to keep the beer. Goofy stuff. Wait, what if it's like a Mason thing? Like, wasn't there like thirty-three degrees of Freemasonry or something like that? Yeah, yeah. It's like some yeah. Illuminati shit. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Could be. You never know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Never know. Uh-huh. Anyway, extra pale, Rolling Rock. So this will be fun. So uh, I have. Uh, I've never had this beer. I've never even heard of this brewery. It's called Black Plague Brewing. I got this because it's in theme with the album, the, uh, the album of the week, uh, and um, yeah. I, I got it because of that. The label is very dark and demonic. It's called, and the beer itself is called Nija Hazy IPA. And I, you know, it's a hazy. I, I enjoy the hazies. This is, uh, it was freshly canned on January 3rd of this year. So it is old. Mike would not drink this. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they're located in Oceanside, California. So very, very South California for those uh, geography nuts out there. 7% ABV. And um, yeah, I'm I'm down to just start drinking and move along. 
Okay. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Oh, here we go. Oh boy. All right, what do you think of your rolling rock? Yeah, that is uh that is fucking adequate. That that best <laughs> that is there. That's I fine. Probably out of, I probably haven't had a rolling rock in fifteen years. Yeah, I don't, so long, I don't man. think I've had a rolling rock since we've actually I've, Renee and I used to get rolling rocks at one of the bars in Palm Springs. Um but that was just because I don't know, being goofy and dumb. But it's almost like like biscuity or something like like oh. like like wafer tasting. Okay, all right. I don't know. It's it's not good, but it's not bad. I mean, I won't drink another one. This is it. I give this. Uh, gonna, someone's gonna get mad that you're drinking his beer too when he's gone. All he's gone. I give this. We do like a one. I give this a one. One. All right. Three. So we do have our, our world famous three point rating system where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer. You're going to continue to drink one is a bad beer, but give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So you gave this a one out of three. Yeah. All right. Okay. My, uh, my Nija hazy IPA from black plague brewing. It's just, it's cool, man. It's cool. <laughs> um, I, I, this is a, this is a good IPA. It's a really solid IPA. It's not overly fruity, citrusy, not, you can't really taste the hops. There's no bite. It's a nice uh, golden yellow color. You cannot see through it at all, which is a sign of a good haze, I guess, right? Um, yeah. It's pretty good. I'm enjoying this one. Uh, there are floaties on it, in it. Not on it. There's floaties in it. Mm. Um, but I don't know. The t- it's it's tasty enough to where it doesn't gross me out. So um, with that, I will give this beer... I'll give this one 2 point... I'll give it a 2.5. Two point five out of three. That's what I give it. It's it's good. The labeling's good. The marketing's ridiculously stupid, and I love it. The beer's good, all around. Two point five out of three. Hot dog. That's what I got. That's what I got. That's good. Oh, is so. I don't know why with Rolling Rock. I I always remember. I thought it always tasted like kind of like a Heineken, but it doesn't. Right? It doesn't have no, that skunk. Not at all. Uh, I like that skunk, man. Love that. I skunk swear, this is almost like nutty. It's it's. Yeah, I don't know. Very biscuity, very wafer tasting, and a little bit, a little bit nutty, a little bit crazy. <laughs> All right, <laughs> not good. Right, so let's move on. Oh, did actually did Raul leave a review for you for yours? Yes, sir, he did. Oh, let's read it because he didn't leave one for mine. He gave it so three out of five. He said, "Well, let's go straight up at the Newport Frat Boy Dive Cassidy's, and I'm ready to do it like Tom Brady in the red zone. Hut hut hike. Thing ain't that bad actually." Now I will say I just I did just pound four white claws, but it's pleasant enough. Like before I met my baby mama, peace. And this was two thousand twenty. Oh, that's really new. Yeah, so Raul's maybe maybe Raul's younger because if you're if I don't know I get Cassidy's. You ever been to Cassidy's? I maybe have. I don't know Newport. It's yeah, it's over like near like like the peninsula. It's, it's right by the Newport Pier. Near Sharkies? Oh, no, wait, is Sharkies over there? It's it's more like in the Balboa Peninsula, but not okay. quite south like that. I may have, but I don't I don't remember. It's just I mean, if you just think of any you know flipped up bill tattooed, stupid kind of bro white kid from Orange County, that's Cassidy's. <laughs> that doesn't even sound like a dive bar. It just sounds like a miserable time. It's a, like dive, a dive bar, bar. But like a dive bar on the fucking beach. Like you're not really a dive bar, dude. Well. 
I was going to say, a, dive, a great dive bar, one of the best dive bars is Sandpiper in Laguna. That's not really Laguna a dive Beach? bar, though. Like a dive That's bar, a it's dive be... bar, dude. That place is a fucking... <laughs> that place is terrible. There's no know. beer on draft. There's no beer on draft. When you're paying it's all like, bottled or liquor. When you're paying probably ten grand a month for like a lease space that's the size of like a bedroom, and then you're doing really really well, and people go there. Like, I don't know if that's a dive bar. Well, also you have to think Sandpiper's been there since the 1920s, so I guarantee you they're not leasing that spot. It's probably the OG owners or the family or some shit like that. No, they're they're dude. There's no way. There's no way. I know that I, last time I was there was like maybe five years ago and I did talk to the owner and I do take it back. He did say he bought the place in the late seventies. So he owns the spot as of five years ago, but I just don't know I if don't I can know. call anybody. And if you own a bar that's like on the fucking beach, I don't know if I can classify you as a dive bar. I just, I just can't, can't do it. But you also have to think too, you know, <clears throat> beach, beach property like that was worth nothing back in the seventies. Nobody wanted to live near the beach. It wasn't until the 80s and 90s where where there's this huge boom in the beach cities here. Yeah, but I still wouldn't classify you as a dive bar. I that You're wrong. You're I'm not crazy. wrong at all. I've been to fucking crazy. dive bars in like Tucson and shit that are just like, like the world forgot them. And you walk in, and there's bad lighting, and there's like one guy there. And they're well, that's three, how Sandpiper three is. days away from closing the doors. No, Sandpiper's not three days away from closing the doors. They're doing but just the fine. Look, the look. Literally, it was termite. I think part. I think part of the dive bar aesthetic is you have to be like struggling for money. If you're not struggling for money, I can't classify you a dive bar. Just can't. What about TJ's in Placentia? TJ's, you would consider that as a dive bar. TJ's is almost there. TJ's is is right. They just passed that mark of being a dive bar. (sighs) Okay, I disagree. If you're not struggling for money, you're not a dive bar. But they might be. You don't know. I know. You know, no, you don't. I know. You think you know. I talk to TJ. I, I talk to him all the time. <laughs> you talk to TJ all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a terrible investment that was, those guys that bought the place and did nothing with it. Stupid. And then COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that that bar lasted through COVID, too. <sighs> anyway. 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 0 oh 2. Oh Let's two. move on. Um, unless you got anything else on the beer. No, that's it. No, we're, we're we're being very hyper specific, hyper local when it comes to yeah. you know our, our beer talk. It's fun week, for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's uh, let's jump into uh, uh, vinyl stuff. Stuff we've picked up, stuff we've been listening to, and uh, like I said, that leads to the songs of the week. If you want to listen along to all the songs we talk about, because we're obviously not going to play all of them, um, you can go down into the description of the podcast. There's a link to the playlist that I made, so go check it out. Follow follow me on on Spotify and then you'll just get a notification that a new playlist is posted. So, uh, yeah, let's get right into what you got, Jeff. So, uh, go. Yeah, three three out of these five that I have here is from the same seller on Discogs. Shaman offer he accepted and sent them out. Got these for pretty damn cheap and I'm happy with them. But the first one's I Am the Avalanche, the only record mm-hmm. by them I didn't have. Wolverines still my least favorite, but there's some yeah. like seriously good deep cuts on this one. They play two of these songs. They play one of these songs live every show, 177. And then there's two or three of them that they play most of the time. Um, but overall, it's 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 their weakest. But damn, dude, it's still really damn good. And uh, the song I chose was Shape of Men. That's one of the ones they play more often than not. It's good. It's I good mean, song. It sound, it's their signature sound. They, I can never quite place what it is, but you know it when you hear it. It's his vocals, dude. It's like... It's like he has it's to like, like, like hawk like a loogie or something. And he's always like, 
like that kind of like <laughs> yell that scream yeah yeah so good it's just yeah it's I, I i really like this band i do like this album it's a cool little clear translucent variant i like it i dig it you know i never see the first record i don't think, i've never seen it in the wild i never I see it you never will anywhere have they never pressed it? They pressed it a couple times, and it goes on Discogs for like four hundred dollars. Oh my god! I know, so Jesus. annoying. And like everybody that's selling it on Discogs right now, is selling it for like four hundred dollars. And they always put the thing, the little disclaimer says, "I'm in no hurry to sell this. I'm just seeing if somebody will buy it." <laughs> I said, "Man, fuck you, then, dude. Fuck off." Like the assholes posting shit for two thousand dollars for yeah. no fucking reason. Just seeing if somebody so will buy it. Like, fuck you. I saw somebody on OfferUp post a. Uh, a beat up copy of Michael Jackson's Bad for a thousand dollars, dude. Yeah, I, and and he and he did it on on offer up to where you know you can pay to have it promoted. Yeah, and it shows you when a post has been promoted. And yeah, he promoted that thousand dollar Bad record, it's like vintage, rare. You know all the the buzzwords. It's like, dude, you can find that Bad record for ten bucks. Even new, like a brand new copy of that is like sixteen dollars. Yeah, exactly. That's silly. silly. It's, it's silly. It's silly boy talk. Okay, uh, so Bouncing Souls, we just did Bouncing Souls. Mm-hmm. I got comment after we did, I think, actually, I think I got it the day we did the, the episode. So I, I didn't listen to it until the day after, but I chose uh, Coin Toss Girl. It's just, it's just just a good song. Good album. Yeah. It's cool. I love Coin Toss Girl. It, it's such a ballad, too, but it's a, it's so catchy. Yeah. Love and luck, fool. What could I do? <laughs> That's so good. good. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> Then I got a split they did with the Menzingers, four four songs, two each. Each of them do a cover uh, of the other band, as most splits yeah. go. And uh, the Menzingers did a cover of Kate is Great, which uh, it's really good. It's a really, really good cover. Bouncing Souls, you get kind of two free songs. There's an unreleased song they did, and then they did a cover of a Menzinger song. Both of the Bouncing Souls ones, like, eh, it's okay. It's fine. But the Menzingers, both of their songs were really good. Yeah. What so what made me what made me mad when I was listening to this playlist was right before I started listening, you and I were talking and I said that Menzingers are vanilla, they're not that great. Um and I was shocked. I wasn't surprised, I was shocked <laughs> that you liked them. And and then the song came on, and I'm like, wow, this sounds like the fucking bouncing souls. Because I didn't look at the title, I just thought, wow, this sounds like the bouncing souls. And then I started to get nervous and I thought, are the Menzingers actually really good? And then the chorus hit, and I'm like, oh the God damn it, you motherfucker, you tricked me. Yep. Yeah, See, so the Menzingers, John Gentile, like, loved the Menzingers. Adam White loved the Menzingers. So I've, I've listened to them over the course of, of the years. I don't think I would ever buy anything on the vinyls, but I have songs here and there playlisted. But, like, to say that I like them, like, eh, eh, they're fine. I don't, say that, I don't think they're vanilla. It's just they're not really my, my thing. Not, nothing that I will go out of my way to listen to. But I do enjoy listening to their stuff when they when it comes out and is new and whatever. I don't know. It's fine. Okay, I I, I don't get it at all. But I don't I don't see why it's 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 good pop punk. They're just it's a little bit more just, aggressive. I don't think they're vanilla at all. I think there's anything vanilla about them. There's like nothing there. It's just it, it's forgettable. It's, it's more forgettable. aggressive like pop punk. What, what more do you want? It's just it's just it, but it doesn't make it good. It can still be forgettable. And that's, that's not what it vanilla. Is. Vanilla is like something that's just vanilla mush. is forgettable. Like we'll, vanilla we'll, is we'll forgettable. We'll talk about it later on, but like a lot of ghosts is fucking vanilla. That's fine. That's fine. Menzingers. So eh, are the Menzingers. I like vanilla. Eh. <laughs> um, another thing I got, Steve Vai. I got this from our, our neighbor. He um, he had a bunch of Phil records. Like, uh, Tony, Dave's brother. Oh, okay. Had a say, bunch of no records. Way Phil would he, part with things. No, nah. he will one day. One day I'll get him. 
<laughs> but yeah, Steve Vai, this is Steve Vai's first album, um, Flexible, 1984. This is still, I mean, dude, Steve Vai was very, very busy in the 80s, just not doing his own solo stuff. You know, Zappa, David Lee Roth, just out there, put himself out there. This album's yeah. cool because the first half is just very, it's very Zappa-like. It's very fucking weird. The opening track is this like alien thing where he's playing the guitar and kind of like singing at the same time and it's just fucking bizarre and it's almost like not good at points, but then you kind of just know that it's just supposed to be quirky. And the second half is more traditional, wanky, Steve I, you know, protege of Satriani, just goofing around the guitar. Overall, I think it's fucking great. It's really, really cool. There's a lot of weird stuff on there and I uh, I dig it. So the song that, that you made me listen to is called Call It Sleep. And I did not like this at all. <laughs> at all. I I mean it was it was cool because it it sounded like with the I guess the clean part, almost acoustic sounding guitar parts, it sounds like he was just like fucking with the tuning pegs and just tuning in and out, in and out, in and out to kind of get those notes and bend those notes rather than actually using his fingers to bend it. So I thought that sounded cool. But then the drums come in and the little jazz fusion little synth is playing and it, oh god dude it's I just it was it was yeah it was a different sounding song but it just it was too much jazz fusion for me it was obnoxious this is, I, so like like C Vi did most of the instruments here even like a lot of the drum programming but this is where okay. I I I found out that that like the the Wackerman boys because Chad. His brother oh. plays on this, and that's when I found out he played with like Frank Zappa and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's crazy! Never knew that. But yeah, so so uh, Steve I does most of the instrumentation on this. So that's why a lot of the stuff is it is very jazz fusion. But like Zappa was kind of, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Zappa, and I'd, I've only listened to maybe like five percent of Zappa stuffs. But some of it's fucking yeah. bad. Some of it's just bad and dumb and terrible. And I, I get it. Like the, it was the 80s. It was the 80s. And Steve True. I yeah. was kind of like still coming into himself, right? And we didn't like hear Steve I become huge until we joined David Lee Roth. And it was like, oh, fuck yeah, Steve I's actually really, really good. And then he would yeah. release subsequent albums in the 90s that were just all wanky. But like this one's cool because I'm telling you, man, some of these songs are just so fucking weird. I should have chose Little I've, Green Men. It's so bizarre. I've never, I've never heard 90s Steve I. Is it more in the vein of like, Satriani? Yeah. Okay. All right. Which is, I mean, it's fine. It's 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 cool, but I'm just gonna listen to Satriani, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do you feel about Steve Vai's signature guitar? Yeah. Are you are you for it? Or are you against it? I don't really. I don't. I've never really been one to to like idolize a signature guitar. Signature Ooh, guitar. That's I know, a tough signature one. guitar. <laughs> Bot talking, I'm like a man. person. I just I just like Telecasters. That's all the guitar I've ever the only guitar I've ever wanted. That's why I bought the cheaper version of it, the P V. Like I just really just want a Telecaster. Otherwise I don't I don't know. I don't really care. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Steve Vai's signature with that handle on top. Yeah. Just I never liked that. And I just thought it just looks it just looks silly. Just silly boy talk. That's what it is. But whatever. Amazing guitar player. This song eh. Eh, 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 okay. Larry David would say. Eh. So what else you got? And that's it. That leads me to my my pick of the week. This is uh, the Doom, the Doom soundtrack from 2016. Uh, the game Doom was 2016. This was this was put on by Mick Gordon. As far as I know, he did everything on this. And this is just a fucking really. First of all, the game is fantastic. That 2016 game is so fucking good. It was so fun. 
It was so energetic. It was just so over the top and goofy that every moment of that was amazing to play. And I love that game. Yeah, so, I liked. I mean, I played a little bit of it. It was it was fun. It was and, definitely fun. And so the soundtrack is is just like the game, dude. It's just running gun. It's 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 aggressive when it needs to be. And it's a soundtrack. It's a soundtrack to a game. To a game. So there's going to be kind of like down moments to where in the mm-hmm. game you're kind of looking around for stuff. So it's a companion piece. But damn, dude, it is just it's just really good. It's it's got everything you want from just metal music. Over the course of those two discs, you hear stuff that is like 80s speed metal to fucking like new metal. It goes all over the place. This guy did a fantastic job over the course of this album. When you uh when you first talked about it, I believe it was in the Discord. I think I I thought it I thought you got the soundtrack to the original Doom game. I wasn't really paying attention to the cover. So I thought it was like the 1992 version or whatever, whenever that first game came out. Yeah. But but yeah, no. Once it once it came on, I thought, oh, okay, this must be the the 2016. Yeah, dude, it was fucking good. It was <laughs> so, so <cool>. killer. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, I'm looking at this guy too. This this Mick Mick Gordon. What else he's done? I mean, he's done like a lot of like hey, Wolfenstein. I mean, he, he did a lot of yeah, Wolfenstein, Killer Instinct. He uh, um, there's a huge controversy with him too. He um, with with id or id software that did Doom, and just the fact that like fans noticed that when the vinyl was released or, or streamed on Spotify, it was different than it was in the game. And they're like, why does it sound so much different? It sounds way more compressed. It just doesn't sound as dynamic. And then Mick Gordon mm-hmm. came out and then it was just this whole thing of like the company just treated him like shit. Like he barely got paid. We went, we went like almost a year with oh, getting damn. no money, no compensation whatsoever. And they gave him no direction. They said, Hey, we want you to do this soundtrack. He says, okay, well like, do you have level designs? Like, like, do I need to make an aggressive song here and then it'll match the game? Like, what, what do you have for me? Well, I don't know. Just do it. It's like, well, dude, you can't just have you can't just have somebody make a fucking companion piece to a video game without showing them the video game first, right? That's silly. Yeah. Because you would have... It wouldn't it, make the, any sense. It wouldn't match. The music wouldn't match anything. And so yeah. then he was like, well, how about I, I, I do like a blueprint of a song, like an aggressive song and then a, a slow down song, a chuggy song, whatever. And then we can kind of tailor it as I see like the levels kind of come in and they said no can't do that and then like they tried to like like railroad him and because he said i don't want to work with you guys ever again and it was just this whole like toxic thing and it was kind of in the midst of that whole like 2020 2021 era of, of video game companies under the spotlight of, of being a toxic work environment and treating their employees like shit and yeah. he was uh he was just one of them and they tried to they tried to like try to gaslight him for it. and he's like no fuck that and then he came out and said everything and they never went back and they even offered him like six figures to to like kind of like make it all go Damn. away to, to be quiet about it and he's like no fuck you guys yeah good for him good so for yeah him, i i i really do i really really do love the soundtrack it is so goddamn good it is just i just to think like this is for a video game dude like this much effort this much production was into a video game soundtrack that people yeah, would just no, right? never even think about that would just and normally know. and video game soundtracks too unless you're nintendo most video game soundtracks are just like comp like you know classical compositions or or just like soundscapes or things like that or electronic soundscapes it's like one of those two but to have like heavy metal like this like modern heavy metal you don't see that very often yeah and i I think that's super rad and i'm looking at looking through his wiki too and it looks like in 2020 he started dabbling in a little bit of like actual like band production like music production yeah with uh with like bring me the horizon bring me the horizon he worked on a few of their songs um motionless and white in 2022 he worked on one of their songs so that's pretty cool i mean it's cool that he's branching out from just the the video game stuff like 
you know, diversifying, I guess. It's good. And I, I did you play this thing pretty loud on your uh on your speakers and it's it's intense. It's good. That's <laughs> good. All right. Well, I'm going to so you put two songs on here. You put the Dogma, which intro. is essentially intro. You yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to I'm going to play the intro and then that'll go into the song Rip and Tear, which is a cool title too. So, <laughs> here it is, uh Dogma from or Dogma and Rip and Tear from Mick Gordon from the Doom soundtrack. There's a bit of uh, dogma and rip and tear from the Doom soundtrack. Come on, that's so good by Mick Gordon. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. It really, really is. <laughs> that's, that's exactly <laughs> what the, you want from fucking something coming after that intro. If, if any like metal band <laughs> did this, we would fucking love this. And like, this is no, this is right, what you want. Right. And and just the cover, the cover art too is just so cool. I love it. I love it. God, Doom is such a fun game. The original, the new one from 2016. It's just, it's just fun. It's just a good game. Yeah. Good, good game. Good games. All right. So is that all you got for the vinyls? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all. All right. So I got a couple things here. Uh, these both came from Rhino Records in Claremont, California. Um, 
I stopped by there, never been there before, and uh, bought a few things. And the first one comes from Sublime, their newest live record. Well, it's really a recording from 1994, but it was just released. And we already talked about it before. It's the uh, $5 at the door, live at uh, Trestles, uh, like I said, 1994. And um, we talked about this, what, two weeks ago, maybe? Three weeks ago? Two, Um, three weeks ago. Yeah, you brought it to the pod. So we we already touched upon it a lot, but... I finally got around to listening to it, and it's a it's a good good live record. There's just the right amount of sloppiness to really give it that charm, that character, that that is sublime. Some great, I mean, really really great jamming on this on this one, and like you said too, um, about you know you hear songs that hadn't been released yet that they're throwing into this, which they kind of did on Robin the Hood that record but you know you hear it live too and it's just it's a great live record they did saw red which they slowed down a little bit it wasn't as fast as the as the recorded version with gwen and it was weird not hearing gwen i'm st- I'm just so used to hearing her on that song and yeah having bradley sing both parts it was really it was weird it was really really weird but still a great performance but it's a good record man i'm really happy about it yeah. so I, yeah I, I spun this twice already and um yeah i don't know it's it's good i made you listen to uh the work uh work that we do because that song off robin the hood is is an absolute banger and this is an example of them just kind of jamming or at least bradley jamming like they they took they took some of the dub out of it because i mean really the robin the the hood record is a dub record for the most part it's a dub record um and they took a lot of that out and they just made it more of a jam and the last like I'd say maybe the last minute of it is just him kind of noodling on the guitar. He has some like, dude, his guitar tone sounds amazing on this song too. Dude, the whole tell record, you. Tell dude, you. everything about this live record is is really excellent. I, I recommend anybody going on. I recommend everybody going to Spotify or whatever wherever they listen to music, and uh, and stream it. It's uh, it's really good. It's a really really good performance. So, got that mm-hmm. one. Uh, this next one, like I said, I got this from from Rhino as well. Um, this is my song of the week, or my song of the week comes from this. It's an EP from the band Crosses. Uh, it's with Chino, the singer from Deftones, and uh, Sean Lopez, and I don't re- remember what band he comes from, but it's kind of their electronic duo that they've been doing for the last 12, 13 years now. Um, and they put out an EP uh, in 2022, five songs on this one. Uh, eventually they're going to release a full length i think within the next year or so and um i i like this it's just really good electronic music and i feel this ep is a big step up from their last full album or combination of their last two eps which is what that that full length is um in that it's just it's more of a dynamic like more complex sounding record more soundscapes more going on like kind of in the background to just kind of build this little world within a song and there's some really cool moments on this ep and this song that i that i chose is the song it's called day one so this one has like all the those electronic elements but it has this kind of like disney movie feel to it like nine early 90s disney movie feel like lion king or something it's kind of what it reminds me of especially that 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 melodic kind of chorus um i, I think it's great man and i'm still trying to convert you into a chinoman but that's that's just never gonna fucking happen because <laughs> the song wasn't even that bad like, it was kind of enjoyable okay. except for the vocals oh god dude. i just think the vocals like took away i think if you just like took out the vocals and maybe it just added a different layer 
Yeah. The song was pretty dope because like the it, I don't know the electronic instrumental part of it was really good. It's it it's fantastic. Th- it's really great, and that's how this entire EP is. Like I'm like I'm saying that this EP sonically sounds way better than the, the the last one, the last full length. This is like a huge step up in production and everything, and it's it's great. I mean, fuck. I think everybody, even if you don't like Chino, skip. Um, go <laughs> listen to this EP. Like I think you you would at least appreciate it um, his, musically. His vocals weren't like terrible on this. They weren't like good. I, I would have preferred them not to be there, but they weren't. They weren't bad. Okay, so you hate it. I didn't. I didn't hate it. Just trying, just trying to sugarcoat it. Nah, if so, I hate it, I'll, I'll, you, you'll see it later. How much <laughs> shit we listened to this week? I fucking hate it. Oh bullshit! You fucking love Ghost. Get Whoa, out of here. Hold on there, dude. Whoa. I know you did, dude. Except for like two records you didn't like, but you love the other three. So your rankings are going to be exactly like mine, I'm sure. Except I love them all. Um, okay, so anyway, I'm going to play the song Day One from the band Crosses. So here it is. you have it crosses with the song day one i dig it man i really really like it i love this band i like chino a lot there you go okay that's fine oh yeah so i think okay so what i just played is a mono it's not going to sound that great if you go listen to this song this this ep go listen with like earbuds or headphones on it's a much better experience and it's not like kid kid a level like production or anything like that but it's really solid. Nothing is. I mean, honestly, I hate saying it because I'm I am kind of a hater of, of Radiohead, but Kid A is just an incredible fucking record. I mean, god damn the that's it's it's like the perfect electronic record. That's mm. what Kid A is. Mm. It really mm. is. Mm. It's, it's not true. the greatest record ever made, but you know, from a production standpoint, it's it's close. The, probably the one of the greatest electronic records ever. That's, yeah, okay. 
It's fantastic. But uh, anyway, that's all I got for the vinyl. My song of the week. So you got anything else? No. All right, let's jump into some new music that's come out this week. Do you want to play any of these songs? No. No, not at all. Did you listen to all of these songs like I told you? <laughs> I did, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did somebody just burp? What the fuck? That's Renee. What, okay. what? I thought it was. I well, thought it was the way she leaves because she thinks that it's funny. To... Yeah, I did but, listen to the songs. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. I'm glad. Glad. You, I'm glad you. Um, you did something. You you paid attention, right? I I pay um, I pay attention to school. Yes. <laughs> All right. The first song uh, comes from Queens of the Stone Age. Our boys in Queens of the Stone Age. They put out a new song called Emotion Sickness. I forgot when the new record comes out. Probably in July or something. Um, I liked it. I don't 25 different pre-orders for 55 different variants. I know. Right. It's so annoying. I didn't pre-order. I didn't, I didn't order any of them. I didn't order any of them because (laughs) they are making so many of them. I guarantee you I would get it faster if I just went to like port of sound the day it came out. Then wait two weeks after it was released to actually get my, my copy. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think this sound, this one song sounds a lot better than their entire last record. It sounds like they're kind of finally utilizing John Theodore, the greatest drummer of all time. Um, so it's a good, I like the song. I need to spend more time with it. I think in the context of the entire record, this song's going to be much better. I don't think as a standalone song, it's strong enough, but I think within everything, it's going to be great. So what uh, would you think of this song? I, I I agree mostly. It inspired me to spin uh, songs for the death the other day when I got first got okay. Zelda. Um, I, I don't like hate this song. I don't love it. I I but I don't think their their albums are are a collection of songs. Right? They're they're a continuous flow of things. Yeah. So there, except yeah. for like songs songs for the death, I feel like every album has to be listened to from front to back. Songs for the Deaf is the only song you could t- only album where you could take songs individually and put them on playlists. I mean, you could really you could do that a lot, but like the whole concept thing that is the point of Songs for the Deaf is listening to it from front to back. Well, true, but Stupid but what I'm saying is like the songs the songs are good enough as standalone, so you don't oh yeah you wouldn't you don't need to do that. So That's I don't true. know. I, I I enjoy this. I'm sure you're gonna buy it too when it comes out because now you're a Queensman. So yeah, I don't know. I got I got two and that's that's I'm I'm good with that. Eh, you'll get there. We'll we'll do Queens yeah. of the Stone Age again and then you'll realize, yeah. oh there's some really good records outside of those two. You'll get there. Okay. You'll get there someday. All right. Okay. All right. Um okay, so this next one, I just saw it appeared. I think you just added it right now. No, I did not. I so <sighs> I think I added it from my phone. Okay, yeah, because it didn't show it. All it said was wish and there was no link, so I didn't know what you were I didn't know what this was, so what what is this wish thing? So here's what happens. When I add things on my phone, I need to wait a couple seconds until like it finishes loading on my phone and then I can close it out. But mm-hmm. if I add it on my computer, it's instantaneous. And I so where that is. Man, man. I wonder where that is. Man. Are you using an Android phone that's like seven years old? Um no, I think it's I have the iPhone twenty uh one, I think. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. You, know. you got to upgrade, man. You got to upgrade. It's time. Whatever. Anyway, so continue. So, so wish wish is this this uh, hardcore thrash thing that was uh, I think it was started during the 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 quarantine, the pandemic. But this song mm-hmm. features Tony Hawk's and vocal Tony Hawk's the Tony, Tony Hawk's and vocals. But it's got guys from Dillinger. It's got guys from the Bronx. It's got 
Hmm. One of the guys from uh, Every Time I Die and Tony Hawk sings, and it's um, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> okay. It's fun. <laughs> Sounds terrible. <laughs> it's fun. Like, the music's really, really good. Tony Hawk is just, like, knowing it's Tony Hawk. Like, oh, that's cool. I like that. I dig that. I hope they put out yeah. an album. It's it's pretty dope. It's fine. Okay. All right. I, so anybody listening to the podcast right now, uh, this will also be in the playlist that I'm going to post in the in the description below uh, in this podcast episode. So if you want to listen to these songs along the way, go do that because we're not going to play any of them. But the song itself so, is a is a Nine Inch Nails cover. So that's, oh, it's a, oh, it's that song. Okay, yeah, throwing that out there. Okay, all right. So it's not a it's a cover. Okay, got it, 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 got it. All right, um, The Hives, they put out a new song called Bogus Operandi. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, it was, love The it Hives. Was, I enjoyed it. I, I was never really a big, big fan of theirs. I mean, Made Offender, I think, is an absolute banger. And so is, you know, I hate to say I told you so. But outside of those, I just, that whole album was fine, but I, I never owned it. I never had it or anything, or on, had it on my iPod ever. So I just, it's not for me. They've been doing shit since like the 90s. Like they've been it's around crazy. for so fucking long, and they just—I mean—that that sound, that kind of like garage rock revival sound, right? That when they came out at the same time as, as the Strokes and the White Stripes and the Vines, but the Hives had already been already put out like an album prior to uh, an album or two prior to two thousand. But it's cool. You got good guitar yeah. tones. I like it. It's very very bright, very warm. Yeah, that's kind of what they're known, or I mean, at least off or like based off of the. Uh, what was that record with Main Offender on it? Was it Vinny Vidi Vicious or something? Vinny Vidi Vicious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was one that had, um, hate to say I told you so. Yeah, that that had a very like um, hot guitar tone and it was very raw sounding. And th- this song's not like that, but it's still, it still sounds kind of raw. It doesn't sound as, um, as smooth and uh, polished as a lot of rock music does nowadays. That's it's good though. Out it's later this year, good. so maybe we'll... Uh, Maybe we'll Maybe do it on we'll the bullet. Or we'll do a Vinny Vidi Vicious. Vinny Vidi Vicious. I think that's on our list, our to-do list, right? Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, this next one comes from an artist, a uh, girl named Poppy. Have you ever heard of this girl before? No. So she's been getting a lot of shit over the last, I'd say, year or two. Um, and I've always kind of wanted to look into her. And, and this this new song she put out is called Spit. Uh, it popped up on my, my, my released radar thing on Spotify and I thought, okay, I'll listen to it. I know she's pissed off a lot of people and fans because now she's like become this, this like heavy metal industrial rock thing. And I listened to it and like, this song is like, it's pretty solid. It's pretty solid industrial rock song. She has some pretty killer screams on this. She's a really, really good screamer. Um, and then I was reading more about her on, at least just on Wikipedia, I was reading more about her and she started out as like this, like viral YouTube thing video person like in 2012 and then she put out like three or four pop records like bubblegum pop records and then all of a sudden she went from that to the complete opposite of making like death metal industrial metal stuff and people just absolutely hate it and i love that i because because i think the song is really solid it's a really solid song the spit song so i want to go like go back and listen to some of her stuff and i think it would be really cool if we did her on the pod if we did one of her records on the pod, yeah. What do you think? It would. I didn't hate this song. This this song reminded me of somebody who's who's kind of like genre hopping, looking for something that sticks. It's not yeah. bad. 
at all. I, I think it was good. I think it's it was made by somebody who clearly listens to the genre, enjoys it. But then you look at like the songwriting credits and you look at like who played on it and it's like, well I oh, see I didn't look at I didn't look that far yet. Like there's a band called the Pretty Reckless. Have you heard of that band? Yeah, I've it's heard called, of them. That's just another band that's just like formed around a, a female vocalist and it's just uh, I don't know if I like that shit. And that's what this reminds me of. It's not bad. And the pretty reckless are are fine. But that's a that's I don't know. Eh. eh. So when I, when I was reading more about the um the, the little bit I did read about this poppy girl is that she she originally became vi- she went viral because she was like making fun of or not making but she was like it was like a sat- satire of of like what was going on in in like in the YouTube world and the pop world and all that kind of stuff. So I think she does a lot of this stuff as satire. Like all of her music is done tongue in cheek in a joking way, and and I, that's what I like. Like I understand. Like I I don't know. I I, would, I need to do more research on her, but it just she she seems like really fascinating, and I, I I think it would be cool if we took like a deep dive. Whether or not we love it or hate it, I think it could still be like a a fun episode polarizing episode i'm i'm down i mean i i enjoy watching people that i don't know are are not in like the music scene get popularity and then become in the music scene remember tila tequila yeah. right that oh, was, yeah, she was the same way put out a shit album but like i it's still fun to watch that transformation and watch people try to capitalize on on whatever fame that they have that's no different than anybody else in a band but true and again, the song wasn't bad. It just seemed, uh, I don't want to say disingenuous. It just, it was just like, okay. Like, you, you're trying to be like Static X a little bit. You're trying to be like, I don't know. I was thinking more fine. ministry. That's more fine. ministry style. That was fine. But and then it also brings to mind like the, the band Baby Metal, which is just, Ugh. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But, uh, but this one seems, to me, Poppy seems more genuine than a band like Baby Metal does. So, anyway, we, we we'll probably talk about it at a later point. Um, the the uh, the last song here comes from Rancid. This is the the second song they've put out from their upcoming record. Uh, the song is called "Don't Make Me Do It." It's less than a minute long. I think it's like fifty one seconds long. And dude, I'm these two songs I really like that they've released. Yes, like I might buy this new Rancid record if it's <laughs> if it's like if it's. If it's like 20 songs long, I probably won't buy it. But if it's like wrapped up in 13, 14 songs, I think I might go for it. Because this these two songs are fantastic. I, I so. yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I, because like, like, Tim's I'm, not I'm just, annoying. Lars is not like overly guttural. Tim's not yeah. fucking annoying. It's, it's so easy for him to cross that plane of, of being, I don't know, cool punk rock icon and to just like shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. And like when he starts and doing like the accent and stuff, he's like, "Why do you do that shit?" The vocal fry that he That's does. That's so annoying. <laughs> and sometimes it's like the sings, punk rock vocal fry. But then sometimes in like the transplants, you'll hear him singing like a fucking like accent, like a British accent. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you I doing know. that? Makes no sense. <laughs> and then Lars, he he gets. There are some times where he's just he's too guttural, he's too scratchy, and it's just eh, I don't care. But and on these two songs. They both sound pretty good. They both sound pretty good. The songs are faster. They're not that kind of like, I don't want to say pop rock, like time bomb and stuff like that, which is more ska, but 
I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Sounds so dumb. Like Rancid has put out a lot of stupid fucking albums. But, and a lot of stupid songs that are really popular. You know you know Time Bomb is an absolute banger. Oh, I know every single fucking word to it. Absolutely. It's so much fun to sing. It yeah, makes you want to dance. You get a time bomb. <laughs> yeah. Time bomb. Yeah. <laughs> black shoes, black cat, black Cadillac. Stupid. Girl, time bomb. So good. Oh, I hate Tim Armstrong, but I like him too. So, um, I don't know. That, that's all I got for the new music. You okay. have anything else? No, that's, uh, that's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Tell all your friends because we're the best. And that's it. That's all. Tomorrow's Okay.